face them, I don't know. It takes a little more than what you show, and that's yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. All right, let's start with some sponsors real quick. The first one we'd like to thank is Unreal. That's U-N-R-L. You've seen Unreal around town. They make that crossover hoodie. It's got that high-necked uh, collar on it. It's very popular around around town, around the country, actually. And that's made by Unreal. They're an independent clothing brand, and they're crafted around the athlete. Um, and they're not VC-backed. No, they're, that's right, independent. And they were started by an entrepreneur with a dream. So you want the coolest clothes. You want the, the best athletic-looking gear. You got to go to Unreal. They've got uh, all that gear that's fit to uh, work with the, all different body types from big to small guys like me. They got a true fit that you can wear every day, not just game day. And uh, one thing that's really cool about Unreal is they know how to make a difference in the community. That's why they donate 10% of their profits back to organizations who make an impact in those communities. So check out unreal.co. That's U-N-R-L.co. And use the promo code PULLTAB15 for 15% off your next order. And we'd also like to thank Chill Boys. That's right, Chill Boys. They were a sponsor last week. Uh, gave us a pair of underwear each. And I'm going to tell you right now, Chill Boys underwear, they are life-changing underwear. I tried them out, and I'm not a boxer brief guy. I'm a Chill Boys boxer brief guy because they are made with bamboo fabric, and they're made to keep them boys cool where you need it most. Uh, a lot of guys, whether you're golfing like Bobby, you're playing hockey, you're doing whatever it is, you got Chill Boys on, and they keep those boys cool. That cool sensation made with, with bamboo fabric is fantastic. So ditch those old-fashioned low-tech underwear. Visit chillboys.com and keep them boys cool all summer long. With that, everybody, welcome to Bobby Finn Knows Everyone, Pull Tab Sports Production. I am Bobby Finn, born and bred on the east side of St. Paul, where it was all about looking out for each other, hard work, and telling it how it was. No BS. Sometimes that reputation helped you out. Other times it got you in a little trouble. But this will be an East Side Straight Talk podcast, and the world's gone a little sideways. As usual, with me today, my co-host, Tommy Lord. How are you, Tommy? Hey, what's happening, East Side? Bobby Finn. You got it. We got another East Sider with us we today. Got, yeah, kind of. He's an old school grinder, man. We we went through some. Actually, he went through more battles with my dad than than with me. <laughs> but I've been in a few, which we'll get to. My buddy uh, Jim Stommer's with us today. How are you, Jimmy? I'm doing wonderful. East Side happy, proud, and glad to be here. Yeah, you got some. You got some stories. Holy cow! But let's let's start out with uh, you as a kid. Uh, you grew up in uh, at Dayton's Bluff. And what, uh, what, tell me a, bit, a little bit about that. Yeah, Dayton's Bluff back then, uh, playground hockey was the thing, you know. There's 10 playgrounds in a 10-mile area. That's how you played. And it, it was good. You had to work, though. Back then, it ain't like the easy ride these kids got these days. Right? <laughs> Get up, get in the car, go to the rink. Everything's laid out. We had to carry our stick, our skates, and go shovel the rink, flood the rink. But it was worth it, you know. Made yeah, your parents gave you a ride, and the you know, like they picked you up in the air conditioner or the heated car. The heated and car, yeah. Well, we crammed in a lot of us. Like I said, we were pretty poor down there, so we got like eight kids in a car, so we it worked out. So <laughs> you ever yeah. have to walk to that rink there? I actually lived about two blocks from the uh, caboose, yeah. which was our warming house. We had a wood burning stove, which was interesting. If you wanted to stay warm, you'd grab a little wood on the way to the rink. 
I just put my skate cards on, walked to the rink, and I was there. Not only did you have to, you know, did you want to skate and get out there? He had to work to keep it warm inside. Kids nowadays, it's everything's kind of just handed to them, you know? Oh, yeah. We had to work just to skate, you know? Yeah. We were just talking about that a little while ago. I was down at the Pultab office, and we were talking about our kids. And we get mad when they don't do things, but yeah. then we do everything for them, and it's, uh, they don't do it. Yeah, I mean, you can't enable them too much. I mean, I raised my son. I think he did good. He graduated high school, college. So, I mean, but the kids, I just, I, I don't know. I wish they could see more of what we had to go through so they would appreciate what they have. And that's the problem too, right? I, from all the shit we went through back in the day, you don't want your kids to see that, but you want to get them to take the values from that. But if they don't live it, they're not going to take the values from it. Exactly. You know, as much as you want them to do as I say, not as I do, mm -hmm. that doesn't work like that, right? right. But so yeah. we just, I guess, keep trying to talk to them and raise them the right way. Mm -hmm. and it's unfortunate to have a little time machine. They'll know what the hell hit them. Yeah. <laughs> if, if our kids said, oh, hey, I'm not skating today because it's too cold in the warming house. Yeah, <laughs> right. We'd probably go over there and bring it what you would and uh, eat, rub their toes. Bring and Ma's chair and burn it up. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was so, it was even political back in them days. You know, I'm talking 1965, 7, 69. I graduated in 74. But Eastview, you remember Eastview was up by Harding. Yeah, yeah. We were down at Bluff. It's like a world apart, though. Those kids up there uh, got money. Down at the bluff, it completely different, you know, and they're only what three miles away. Not even. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we, you know, I'm not complaining. Powdered milk was good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Had a lot of powdered milk, and uh, Ma took care of us. Our coach was an amazing man. Yeah, that's he. He, he was. He. Uh, what was his name again? Bob Appleton. Yeah, I remember you telling me stories about him. He yeah. was. He was. There's people in your life that come around that are, you know, they are very instrumental in mm -hmm. who you become and. Yeah. And the values you have, and give us a Bob Appleton story. Well, oh, give us a good one, man. Bob Appleton, I got millions actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you know him too, Bobby? I did not know Bob. Okay. No, I just remember Jim telling me stories when I was a kid playing hockey, and you know, Jim would always come and watch with my dad and some other buddies, and and uh, they'd get after it in the in the crowd. But he would always tell me stories about who got him started and what kind of a mentor he was in his life. So it was pretty cool to hear that, right? Yeah, so Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I started out with girls' figure skates, you know, and then from there, Bob Appleton showed me what skates were like, and he really took me under his wing. I, might, I don't even like to use the word dad, I'm sorry, but he wasn't there for me and my brother and my sister, you know. And I think there was like 80% of the kids that I played with at the bluff yeah. that didn't have fathers. You know, to me, it just... It was the norm, you know. But then when you saw it, when you traveled three miles away, and these guys got you know everything, and, and it, but we beat them, so that was okay, <laughs> you know. I mean, we actually we won the championship. I mean, he was an incredible man. He would pick me up, buy me skates. I mean, yeah, he just passed away, and uh, unfortunately, I had in the workhouse. I had a couple tickets. I had to go spend thirty days in the workhouse, right? And I found out he passed while I was in there. I, it hurt. So what I did, I wrote a letter to Charlie Waters, a sports columnist. Yep, Charlie Walters, yeah. Walters, yeah. So I wrote, wrote him a letter from the workhouse 
and explained what kind of man he was and everything. And so every day, and I'm getting the sports section, nothing, nothing. The day before I was getting out, there was an article. I can't remember. I got it at home. I should have brought it. It's a longtime legend, Mr. Bob Appleton, passed away. He was a mentor and to all these hockey players on the east side. So my eulogy was in the paper, that's basically. Well, you know? he, he knows that, and he saw that. So yeah, that's... and his brother Dennis was still alive, and I don't know, 10 years later or something, I ran into Dennis, and we just started talking, like, old-school hockey. And I mentioned that, and he goes, you, you're the one that did that? Nobody knew how that got in the paper. Right. So, And I told his brother, he goes, wow, man, I didn't even have no clue. So that was uh, that meant a lot to me that he wrote that. That's you know? cool. Yep, absolutely. Well, well done. Well done. Yeah. You got a so, good tribute in. Yeah. yeah he wrote quite a bit on there, too, so it was nice. You know, I, I said it in the past, right? The East Side is kind of a hodgepodge of different backgrounds mm -hmm. and nationalities and and in the gym's family it comes from, you know, from comes from Native American and you know, Henry Boucher was mm -hmm. obviously oh, yeah. the icon of it all. But did that did do you ever think about it in that side of it where you're a Native American playing a you know, oh. really a yeah, I, pretty I much mean, a white a white collar, right, uh, right. white boy sport, really I mean, for, e when even it started. Back then, I'm sixty seven now, even back then, you know, they knew I was part native. My mother, you can just see my mom. And back then, you'd hear kids doing the little ooh and putting their things up. And like, I, I, I mean, I knew what it meant, but I didn't really know what it meant. You didn't you know, know they were being assholes. Yeah, right. yes, yes. So how did those kids grow up? I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, and so that, it was, you know, it was difficult. But like I said, I think that made me a better person. Definitely made me a Made a you tougher, hockey. for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a, you had a fight living down there. I mean, you know, fight or run, and I, you know, you you can't leave where right. you know, I was born and raised there, and still there. Right. So it's, I've I think I've told you stories about his brother before. Oh, Curtis. And Lee. I remember <laughs> one of the first memories I had of this free agent team. Uh, we were in a tournament in Menominee, Wisconsin. Oh. And fun. it was later at night, and we were playing, kind of playing out by the road in this car. You could see it coming, and it was going super fast. And it was me and and his niece and. And some other kids and and he yelled at the car like pretty much to stop <laughs> yeah, right. or slow down right okay. so the guys stopped next thing i know jim goes out there and they start kind of wrestling around and then <laughs> his brother kurt comes out and kind of backs the guy off and the guy came at him and he hit him and i swear to god his feet left the ground i mean he went parallel to the ground and landed on the ground and he laid there and i was like holy shit what was that you know and i was like oh my god guy got up about two minutes later got in his car drove away never seen anything he again. drove away slow too <laughs> it was <laughs> yes yeah. it was Sorry. unbelievable <laughs> i couldn't believe it i mean i've never it was like a video game his feet left the ground he just yeah. walked towards you he took one pop yeah well like, my brother did that i was yeah, more of a grabbing and stuff but my yeah. brother though he, that's what he was known for yeah. I mean, he boxed a little gold bit. Gold gloves boxer. Yeah, he, I mean, just a bad mother. Yeah, was, you guys ever get he, into it together, you two? Scrap oh, it up. She had thing on my nose. <laughs> yeah. We were just, we argued a lot. We literally fought through down. I mean, bar stools are flying. We're at the bar. People knew enough. Just stay away. And then it would be over. Two hours later, we both down there having a beer, just joking yeah. and laughing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he headbutted me one time. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but now that he's deceased, I can think about my nose. and. Oh, yeah. But he was the kind of guy that... If you knew him, he would do anything in the world yeah. for you. Anything. I remember my grandpa telling me a story that they were down on Payne Avenue. I can't remember what bar they were at, but my grandpa's girlfriend uh, was Mexican descent. And somebody was walking by a couple group of guys 
and they kind of started ripping on her, calling her names. And, and my grandpa's a big dude, but he's like, there was too many of them, you know? And, but he wasn't going to back down. So he's like, screw it. And the next thing you know, Curdy comes down the freaking sidewalk and they, and they, <laughs> and he's like, Bob, are these guys giving you a problem? And he's like, oh, and then the boys are like, are out of here. I mean, the yeah. people knew him. They, they weren't going to screw yeah. with him. He, like I said, he was the baddest dude I've ever seen. Wow. I mean, yeah. he, he, he got shot. He was uh, one of them gangster type guys, you know. He got set up. Yeah. yeah he told me he got set yeah. up. He went in the house. They were taking somebody's stuff, something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, he, he went in the house and a guy shot him from about me to you with the 357 hollow point you know that explodes when it goes inside of you he went down he got up walked across the street and he fell right next to the a gutter or the rain thing you know some little kids saw him ambulance came uh he was in us for two months at first and he said wow. you're not gonna make it you know just, i mean there's just no way he toughed it out every night he got a little stronger and stronger. lost a lung right yeah, yeah. Lung, part of his lung was shot out i mean he was cut from here to here just open him up and I'll tell you, they, they saved his life at Regis. It, it was, yeah, it was He got crazy. shot in the chest, and he, point, he just toughened point it up. Right, yeah. Wow. I mean, a three fifty seven. if you're familiar with guns, is a pretty, a you know, pretty powerful certain, gun, yeah, yeah. Especially with a hollow point. Right. Yeah, he lived that, you know. Doctor said he'd probably live another two years, and uh, he ended up about nine more years, and you know. But he kept using illegal drugs and stuff, and it kind of set him back. But, yeah, like Bobby said, if you knew him, Great guy. I mean, if you were on the wrong side, you didn't of want to be on the wrong side. Yeah, I know. Did you ever get the wrong side of either one of these guys, Bobby? <laughs> no, I never did. They always looked out for oh, me. Yeah. You were but, small. Uh, so all our kids were safe. It's oh, yeah. it's funny when I uh, so my dad played third base for that team, and Until my dad stole it. My <laughs> and my dad blew his knee out, so he couldn't play. So they're like, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do?" So they asked me to play third base. I think I was fifteen. And so we played third base, and I think I had two home runs, and I, I mean we won the city championship, right? So we went back to this bar that sponsored I think I us. Had two. Here, how we got to throw? I think I had two home runs. In there. Okay, whatever. We went back I think to, it was one, but go ahead. We went back to, it was Wakefield, so Kurt, if it's only one, it's not say, much. Kurt, one of Kurt's good lines was, "Hey, it's his lie. Let him tell him the way he wants." <laughs> so we go back to this bar that sponsored the team, Rainey's on Payne Avenue, and. Next thing you know, beers are flying. Everything's getting crazy. Next thing, when that Curdy somehow got some money allegedly out of this out of this Joker poker machine, but as he's doing it, he's getting electrocuted. Yeah. But he pulls like a thousand bucks out, so everything's on him now, right? <laughs> we got pretty loaded, and we went across the street, which you already know what's going to happen when you go enter another place. We so, went this yeah. other right across the street, and it was a Chuck's. Louis, Louis, right across street was Louis, and we're in this bar, and it's a long bar, and I the argument kind of broke out. The next thing I know, there's chairs flying and hitting the back of the bar, mirrors, bottles, everything breaking. <laughs> it's a barroom fight like I've never seen before, and we just, I mean, well, we're with Curdy first yeah. of all, and the rest of the guys were crazy and tough, and we're just working everybody in this place. Go up to the next bar, Louis or Chucks, and then. Then we go later, and by the for the record, I didn't touch a person yet. Yet you're 15. I'm 15, yeah. and we get up. I think it was kind arcade bar. Were we, huh? <laughs> I think it was the arcade bar. 
So we went to the arcade bar and another one broke out there. And then somebody who thought was going to sucker you and I blast them. <laughs> Thanks. And that was my only was time. I was like, oh, my that. God. <laughs> but it was it was just a different world, right? But yeah, for sure. We were in a bubble inside of the, the east side of St. Paul that the, world, the rest of the world didn't exist. Yeah. You know, we just knew to look out for each other. And we just, you know, just became, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Each other's big brothers, big sisters, right. whatever it was. Well, and I mean, when you, you know, raised and born in that environment, like I was, you know, with the powder milk, I'm, you know, that's what it was. My mom was on welfare, six kids, waitress, you know, the story, but it's true. And so you, you definitely just appreciate things more. I mean, it just, it was weird. Just in that little pocket was us. Up here was uh, Eastview and, you know, like Hazel Park. And there was just little Dayton's Bluff kids in a caboose <laughs> trying to stay warm. And we didn't have them underwear, so that might have helped back then. You know? <laughs> I mean, underwear keep you cool. They yeah. don't keep you warm. Well, well, you never know how to warm man. with underwear. But uh, I guess, well, you know, it's some fantastic times and some just the memories are incredible. I mean, mostly good. There's some kind of off crazy, but, you know, yeah. one of the funny memories I remember, you know, like I said, Jim and my dad and some other guys would come to the games and, I was playing varsity hockey for Harding, which didn't, wasn't a very impressive thing. But uh, <laughs> so well, I'm in this, I'm on the bench, and there's this cackling in the from the stands constantly, <laughs> and he's saying, "Davis, you couldn't teach fish to swim," and he's just <laughs> ripping on him constantly. So I go in the locker room in between periods, and my coach comes up to me, hey, Finn, can you help help me out here? Can you say something to him to get him to stop? Because he just kept going on him. Because he was a teacher. He wasn't a hockey coach, right? So he he actually was a really good dude, and he tried his best. We're but he didn't. He about Anderson or? Jim Davis. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And not say no more to me. And it was, uh, it was pretty comical, but he tried. He couldn't skate. He would like he would try to tell us drills and we'd go out there and try to do them right. So we we didn't get the most out of our abilities, sure. you know. But whatever. But it was super funny. It was one of the funny memories yeah. from school. I mean, how does that make you feel though? You're out there and you got a coach that can't even skate. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. we weren't gonna get we weren't gonna get any. Uh, we had good, good coaches because there was no money to pay them, right? right? And, oh yeah. And these there teachers, the money again. Well, so. these teachers, what do they get? Uh, like six thousand dollars for four and five months of work every day after mm -hmm. school and they are the most underpaid people i mean i don't follow the political part of life too much anymore because the world is just such chaos i don't want to know but i know one thing them teachers they are underpaid mm -hmm. in my opinion you know yeah. i just for the work they do You're right. it's not just the teach and the it's just like in the movies. You see some of these schools where the kids oh, you know you're raising kids just, it's yeah, yeah basically raising yeah. kids right Man, there's some incredible stories about these teachers too. I, you know, I follow the good stories. Right. You know, a teacher will buy stuff for the kids if they can't afford lunch money, and they don't make that much money, but they still will help supplies. Out the kids. They buy a lot yeah, of supplies, supplies and different stuff. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell you one more story about Kurt? Yeah. Uh, I think it was 1978, actually. Anyway, he got in trouble. He got arrested. You know, he had his hand behind his back in downtown St. Paul was the jail. So when you get out of the car. They have these big sliding doors that come down and shut. And there's windows, you know, panels and all around, about this big. Kurtz decided he didn't want to go to jail. So <laughs> handcuffed, he leaped through the window. Out the window, rolled, he started running. And my mom had one of them uh, police scanners. So it was like she was at a movie. 
Kurt Stormer, you got away, and you could hear, no, no, he's downtown. He got to Phelan Lake. He, I don't know how he got to there. And then my mom said, you could hear him downtown St. Paul. Yeah, tough, handcuffed behind his back. And uh, he ran, and uh, my mom said, he's, he's like Phelan Lake. He just jumped the fence. So it was like a play-by-play -play announcement, right? He got hung up on the a fence. He must have just ran out of gas. It tore his, uh, speaking of your underwear, it tore his things apart. Oh, he was shit. hanging upside down, oh, my and God. him. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was I had a lot kind. of willpower, but I don't think he applied it to the right areas. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I when was, he said it tore his thing, his underwear tore oh, apart? No, he his tore his, yeah, he tore his uh, boys. Oh, Jesus. Boy. Yeah. Yep. I don't even God. think chill boys could have helped out with <laughs> no, that. No, no. Oh, my God. So yeah. when you skated, you were growing up skating, you skated outside? Oh, yeah. We yeah. never, well, and occasionally was your, we could. You know, we go, my coach would get us ice time occasionally. But most of your league was mostly outside. You play other oh, teams yeah. outside. Yeah, and... we go to their playground, stand in a snowbank. Your feet got cold, freezing cold. That's why it was kind of neat. Like, we would go to other playgrounds. Like I said, we had a caboose. Yeah. There was no, we go to Hazel Park, right? Yeah. And you get in there, big old building, a bathroom and what. And you get in the bathroom, you got that button you push for heat. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, wow, this is really great, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it was cool. Yeah. What about traveling around to other different cities? Like, uh, you go to. Oh, yeah. I, Even for a playground. Our coach was a really incredible man. He spent a lot of money on us. So he would take us. Little Canada's not far. To me, when they said that, I thought I was going to Canada. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, we're going to Little Canada. I was all excited. But, uh, yeah, it was interesting doing that. He would take us all over, and yeah, it was it was great. I have a note in here about you playing Edina at some point. Do you got a story about Edina? See, I said that. I asked him about it, but he and, doesn't remember telling me that. But. Yeah, that one kind of slipped my mind. I mean, <laughs> we, we, hey, we, we love ripping on Edina on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's not ripping on him. <laughs> well, I will. Here, let me get my notes. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, you guys you guys were a really good squad coming from a poor area in oh, St. Paul. Yeah. and. And then you, you know, you showed me a picture a little while ago that, you know, how many players went on? Uh, on that little ragtag bunch of 12 guys, four of us went to Hibbing. It's a, a junior college, but hey. And then we, uh, we won the state championship. And I was just trying to get a hold of Hibbing because we never got rings, you know. A lot of you get a state championship <laughs> ring. rings. Yeah. So, but yeah, we won the state championship and... Uh, Four of us from Harding were on that team in Lake Placid, New York. You skated on Lake Placid uh, five years before the Olympics. Yeah, an 80 so, miracle yeah. on ice. Yep. But it was incredible. Just the town itself is amazing. Hmm. You know, it's just like a, a town down like this and just surrounded by mountains. My dumbass, we took a tour, you know, they take us around to the bobsled course, right? Right at the <laughs> end of the bob, there's probably 40 yards left. I jumped over the thing, slide down. I got in big trouble, but I had to do it because I knew I was never going to be back there. So coach got a little mad, but it was worth it. it was so worth I not it. only skated on the sheet of ice in the one Olympics, I was also a bobsledder. You might have been the only person ever to do that. <laughs> I probably was. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, let's let's take a little break. Talk about one of our sponsors. You know, Stanley Cup is finally here. So playoff beards are not gone. So stick with the pros at Duke Cannon to take care of your hockey hair, your mutton chops, your mustache. Hard-working grooming products for hard-working guys. Stock up at DukeCannon.com and use code BEARD10 for 10% off your next order. A portion of the proceeds of Duke Cannon sales benefit the U.S. military veterans. Work harder, smell better with Duke Cannon. 
The other one we're going to talk about is Jimmy's salad dressings and dips. And Jimmy's is our go-to salad dressings and dips, especially now because it's hot outside. It's going to be 90 all week. And that means you need some cool slaw because it's slaw season. Never sleep on the salt slaw. They have original pineapple and fat-free. It deserves a, a spot right on your plate there next to the maybe the warm beans or your, your burger. Throw a little Jimmy's uh, salad dressing on the on that slaw, and and you know you put it on a nice paper plate. You're good to go. I know I got your mouth water now, Bobby. I get after it. So, <laughs> of course, you can find Jimmy's salad dressings and dips at Cover High V because Jimmy's is a local company. That's the other thing. Go with a local brand that you love. Support local. That's why they support our podcast. And like Bobby, Bobby always says, "Don't you be messing with the dressings." That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's maybe let's do and, and uh, Jim can help with all with this. Bobby's bar review, right? Uh, you've probably been to a, a few good bars in your time, and Bobby, you know, Bobby likes some good bars. Bobby, you got a you got a favorite you want to talk about this week in your in your bar review? Well, this week I wanted to talk about Junction Seventy in Cottage Grove. I'm not sure if you've been there, Jim. It's no. a, kind of a newer bar. Um, East Cider is a minority owner there. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah, it's it's. Very, very cool bar. And they got, uh, they got a lot of good food and they, you know, the drinks are solid. The atmosphere is fantastic. You know, I say that all the time. It's almost kind of funny when I say uh, everything's great about a bar. <laughs> is that after a beer or two? Or is it just a- <laughs> they got a nice setup in there. They got really good food. The bar yeah. is a really good bar. Huge TVs. I mean, the biggest TVs around 35 uh, tap beers. You know, not that I've tried them all, but they switch out the 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 craft beers from time to time, and yeah. service is service is top notch. You know, and it's it's a fan, it's a really nice bar. I uh, just suggested that one of my coworkers they have a client out there in Cottage Grove, and she's like, "Anybody know any good places in Cottage Grove?" I go, "Yep, Junction Seventy, and it did not disappoint. Let me tell you, it did not disappoint. So it's a good spot. And and what about like?" Can you bring the lady there? Can you bring your? Can you bring the wife? Good spot. Absolutely, yeah. can bring the. And it yep. doesn't feel like it's too foo for nothing, but it, it feels like hey, this is a good, this is a good bar restaurant for, for families, for for the wife, or just guys to having a beer together. Yeah, it's got it all, right? Yeah. So you can bring the wife because the food is very good. Like yesterday, Taco Tuesdays, they had authentic tacos. I'm a shrimp taco guy, and they have that, and that's really good. But Wings, buffalo wings, and dry rub are—I mean—they're as good as it gets. They're—they're they're solid. Yeah, it sounds like this bar review is going really well. All right, Bobby, out of, out of for drinks out of ten, how would you rate those drinks? Drinks are—you know—because I think most people know the bartenders there, so drinks are—you know—probably a nine, I'd say. They're good, solid drinks, not too strong. Not like Vogels. Vogels—you can't walk out of there the same. Knock you off. But they're—but they're strong. Vogels, good drinks. Yep. Eastside Vogels. Uh, <laughs> there's street? only one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. How about atmosphere? Atmospheres, uh, atmospheres a nine as well. Probably, yeah, nine, maybe a nine two. Oh my god, this is going. Awesome. Service, service is top notch for sure. Nine. Oh man, Bobby's going high. <laughs> Food. <laughs> Food is a nine two. Oh, this yeah. might be your highest bar review of all time. <laughs> all right, I'm writing it down. What's it called again? Junction nine. <laughs> Junction seven. Junction yeah. seven. See, I'm already lost. Yeah. All right. So it's it's a very very solid bar, and especially for the area, if your kids are playing sports down at uh, down at Park Cottage Grove or or uh, soccer at the, what is it called, uh, Heritage? Oh. Heritage, Lamar? Le- well, there's a soccer field oh. there. But anyways, look out for Junction 70. Very, very good bar. Uh, we won't disappoint. All right, that's been Bobby's Bar Review. You heard it here first. Well done, Bobby. 
Uh, what else we got going on here? We got some. We got the Stanley Cup starting. How do you into this? Well, can you believe it? Florida you think, against Jim. Against, do you think uh, any Canadian P- Canadian like like the Vegas Florida matchup? Uh, you know, I like I like Vegas. I mean, I just like the story of them. I mean, what first year they were in the playoffs or something. The second year they won. Yeah, that sucks though. Kind of, because they made that team. With that, way the, exactly. league, the way the league came up with that, where they could take two yeah, of the best, like that. Or two players off of every team that wasn't protected. To me, it's just not fair. They, well, I mean, they made know. the team immediately, yeah, right? I mean, the Seattle Kraken's kind of got it as well. Yeah. They're in the playoffs and knock out the one of the well, the defending champs. What year did it to the Wild make it that far? Was it right? Was it pretty close to their? Uh, I'd say it was four or five years okay. after okay. when they ran into so the they, Mighty Ducks, it wasn't, John Shabaskin and Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a team that the NHL built. Basically, no, is what you're saying. it wasn't. Okay. I don't believe so. But no. Jim, what do you think of the Vegas, the white gloves? Were you a white glove guy back in the day? I can't see a Harding East Side no. wearing white gloves. Well, I had the same black ones for eight years. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like them. I like yeah. it. It's just a different look. It's kind of flashy. Good. You have to be good yeah. in order to do to certain things. That. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, look at this idiot. Well, she can't. You know, I mean, guy's trying to shoot threes all day and he can't make them. So... Give up. Do something different. I Did guess, you ever but. have a uh, clear toques? Clear like that, you know, toque above the steel, like clear or blue? You know uh, what I'm talking about? No, like, they, he had just steel. <laughs> just he the never steel. Had steel, steel yeah. runner, you yeah. know, like the, the, the under the uh, right above the blade between the. No. Kind of came out with Wayne Gretzky, I think. They I, started with those toques, and you know, it's funny. I had sure. the clear ones. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, the they graphs? were so were they bad. Graphs? Yes, they were graphs, yeah. the clear toques. And, but then you could see all the rusting going on and all the rivets and stuff in the I inside. I have no clue what the hell you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah. I am old. but <laughs> And Wayne Gretzky came out with the blue what ones. Was the, what was your blade attached to your boot with? What was my blade attached to my boot with? Yeah. The rivets? Yeah. Or just screws? Screws. like Yeah. Rivets. yeah. 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 See, yeah. that was the, and then in like the 90s they, or late 80s, they came up with colored ones that go in, you know, in between okay. there. Okay. So well, Gretzky remember, had blue ones. Yeah. I, I started out with girls' figure skates. So, I mean, I'm still <laughs> confused. So, he was toe picking it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was... Uh, that was, yeah, that was good. Yeah, so you got a favorite for the Stanley Cup, you guys? Well, I just think, I don't know, the the style of hockey that I really like is the guy that will do anything. And I think the big Jim trade. Jim Stalmer. Yeah, Jim that Stalmer. would be me, yeah. Uh-huh. And the, the big trade that Calgary and Florida made last year, sending, is it Huberto? I don't know who they, they got. Huberto to uh, Calgary, and they got Matthew Kachuk. Right. They were down, what was it, three games to one against Boston, the best team ever in the history of hockey in the regular season. They were down three games to one, and then Matthew Kachuk started getting a little dirty. And he kind of cheap shot, a cross-checked a dude in the ribs, and he kind of cheap, started cheap shot and took Boston right off their game. I mean, he's such a phenomenal player, he can do anything. And it, he knew at that time of the series, if he didn't get in their heads, they were done. Yep. And I think that's exactly what he did. Yeah. He got them off their game. By being dirty and cheap, and then that all of a sudden the tide just tilted. They came back and beat Boston, and then they've been on an absolute terror ever since. They should have had Jim Stalmer immediately squash that. <laughs> get it done. Get that guy. Get take them, him take out. Him and out. Say, you know, the enforcer. Well, and that's what that's, I. I why and then not? your team looks at you like ah, creep. He's not going to do this. But to yes, us that's anymore. it. Get Matthew like, Kachuk Chuck off, off the here. ice. Get him yeah, off the ice. Yeah. And they didn't. And he's skillful too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's such a phenomenal player. And he ever since that he has been dominating the playoffs. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Florida. You know you like Vegas, but Florida seems like they have that edge in the goaltending. Bobrovsky has been absolutely on fire 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's gonna be tough to beat them. Well, playoffs, it's it's pretty much a lot about goalies. I mean, they, they'll carry a team for sure. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I didn't know they gave them a week off in between games. I mean, they, they it's gonna be basically a week until they play again. Well, that's yeah. And yeah. Florida's been off for a while. Yeah. Uh, what do you get? What do you know about Timberwolves? Anything? No, I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing either. All right, let's move on. Crickets, crickets. Twins look good. <laughs> Twigs look good. Twins, gosh, their pitching is great. That's the thing. We're our high, highest paid so players can't up. hit the damn ball. Uh, yeah, I called my kid two weeks ago. I said, you know what? We better go to Wisconsin, put down 100 bucks, have you know, win the just the West or whatever yeah. division. Yeah. Not the World Series, but I think they got a good shot to win the division. Well, the division sucks. That's why I said bad, it. Yeah. Right. So you're hedging your bets, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think they play the Guardians now. I, I like, they got good ball players. I mean, good pitching, the right? Good pitching, yeah. Yeah, no, they, they, they just got to change that hitting. I think, I mean, they they, you're paying, you're paying Buxton. It reminds me of Joe Maurer when he signed that ma- massive contract for $24 mm-hmm. million a year. With Correa? As a catcher. Yeah. They didn't sign him as a first baseman and hits 10 home runs or seven home runs. They signed him as a catcher because yeah. he called the game so well. Now they signed Bucks into this deal as a center fielder. He didn't sign him as a DH. Exactly. And now right. when he's not hitting, being a DH, what the hell good is it? I, I don't think they should have signed him. I mean, he's just so injury prone. I mean, He's such to, a to, phenomenal athlete, but yes, There's he can't no stay question. healthy. If you can't stay on the field, you know, I mean, that's been his biggest problem. I hope, I hope they make a change and throw him back in center. And then bring up somebody to DH, and maybe it'll change it a little bit. Correa is going to come around. He he's too good of a player not to. Those bats will. They'll come. I'll guarantee you. They yeah. will. It, it'll be soon, and then they'll just start playing. You know, four or five games over five hundred the rest of the way, and they'll win. Right. Do, you know what? Good teams need a character on their team. Do they have a good character on their team? Like a like a weirdo. You know, like when Big Poppy was was. Uh, <laughs> Big Poppy, lead yeah. turn he had like uh, we had Big Poppy. Who was who yeah. uh, who's the pitcher for Boston who like wrestled? Chilling. What's his face to the ground? What? Oh, <laughs> Pedro Martinez, where yeah. he threw Don yeah. Zimmer. You do that crazy. He like team. head threw him. I've never seen anything <laughs> like that. Awesome. You need a kind of a crazy on your team or a goofball. He like, was freaking those? awesome like, too. Like guys I don't with think like they big have mullets or you need what, like a Rob yeah, Devil. That's what I turned into sorta when I got to Hibbing. Yeah, I was. Kind of a star. No, I was a star. I scored. I scored a lot, right? But when I got to Hibbing, then you're like, wow, these guys are good. So, I mean, we were all equal and some not quite there. But my first game, two goals, two assists, you know, I got the write-up in the paper. And then I got uh, ankle injuries out for a week or something. And then uh, it was, I forgot where I was going with the story. (laughs) You came 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 a character, See, I can't even remember I was a character. No, but I, (laughs) yeah, I I got to the point where... um, I was the enforcer, basically, but I still, you know, I played and scored not as much, but they needed to, you got to have a guy like me yeah, to, you know, just like we Mix referenced to earlier. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you can't a- really fight much and, you know, you're out two games. I think you get suspended and stuff, but my last game, as a matter of fact, we were down six to three, I think. And there was like maybe 40 seconds. Frank Catani, my coach, just passed away. Great man. Tapped me on the back and he said, get in there, do something. I know what he meant. We were lost, right? I picked out the biggest defenseman there was. Mind you, these refs were all from New York. We had like, I don't know, they had 10 tunnels, we had 30. So I got out there, I knew what I was supposed to do. So I picked the biggest defense out there. I had long hair, I always did back then, right? And uh, 
We're big, going big mustache too, long hair, big mustache. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I want to see. It. Got this little mustache. <laughs> used to say a little porn mustache. But, <laughs> but no. So, yeah, so we're getting into it. And all of a sudden, the refs, they both from behind grabbed me by my hair and just ripped me off them. And it was, I was mad then. I got real mad, but I couldn't do nothing. So that's how I ended my career. <laughs> getting my hair <laughs> pulled by a referee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, that's, yeah, the, yeah. That's the character you need for yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. I don't think the wild are the, the twins have it yet though. I don't know. I was well, hoping Correa was I, the guy. Yeah, I like the little thing they started with the home run, putting you, on the, the vest. I, I you see, need little things. I don't like that. that. Every every bullpen, not bullpen, every dugout has that now. Yeah, they I all think the twins like started it, didn't they? Or a vest or a yeah, they got beads something. Yeah. Or, uh, Ours is a little too big, too gaudy. It just seems uh, like it's too gimmicky. It's yeah. like, and next thing that's, you know, there's going to be a live fish at the end of it. That's after a home run, right? So. Yeah, I guess we won't see it that much. Now, right? I, I guarantee <laughs> the MLB is telling them to do stuff like that. You I know, mean, like we, the M and the NFL, they got the big screen in the end zone. Yeah. So when the D gets a pickoff, sure. they all go and mug in front of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, they got it from what Cabela's or something. They're plugging the vest that they got. Is it branded? Is I? I, 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 I think yeah. so. Yeah, I, I think it's. I should I thought a, we should get a pull tab sports logo. On there. You know, Bobby Finn knows everyone. Yeah. We got to get something going. <laughs> well, you got me now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. Let's let's do another segment here. It's it's our uh, don't be a dick of the week. So our don't be a dick of the week is all about you know we always say like be a good person, uh, do what's right, kind of live those East Side values. Just don't be a dick. But there's a lot of dicks out there. So uh, Bobby, you gotta who's your what's your gosh. who or what was your don't be a dick. Moment of the week. You know, I I was going back and forth with this. There's a guy in in Costco today that like he took 35 watermelons. <laughs> I'm like, I go, what in the hell Wait is this guy like doing? I'm like, no one else getting watermelons. Yeah, there's no watermelons left. He took all the watermelons. He works for a restaurant or something. I don't know. He's I like mean, giving geez, them to homeless people. Like, well, if he's doing that, he's not a dick for sure. But yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, yeah. we just called a really good dude a dick of the week. He's just helping people out, man. <laughs> You're the dick of the week. <laughs> I, got, I am the dick I of the week. I got a great one. <laughs> oh, I, oh, this is. I almost. Okay, here we go. Anyway, so where I live, I can see on right on Arcade Street, and for like two days there was shopping carts. They were in the street. They said like this, right? I can drive by a few times. These guys are double parked still, right? Finally, after three days, I'm like, I got to get these out of the street because Cricket, my sister, drove by and she tried to turn, but she couldn't, so she had to get back. So I went over there and I was going to move them up on the sidewalk, right? And this Asian, there's a little store there. And I've been there many a times for like pop and stuff. So I start to put him up on the curb and this Asian guy comes out just screaming, irate at me. I couldn't understand him. The language barrier was... But he knows me. That's what it bothered me. And he came at me. I literally, I could see the rage. I mean, and it, it took me a while. I'm like, fine, okay. You know, I just left him and stuff. It was, it's kind of scary. You know what I mean? Because then I think about it. This guy's probably had been troubled people stealing from the store, you know, and all this stuff going on. Put some more barricades yeah. in there. So, I mean, oh, it, it, it's yeah. easy. People out. Yeah, okay. It's easy to be a bad guy. Gotcha. That's what I've been finding. It's hard to be a good guy for me yeah. lately. Yeah. I mean, because that was just bizarre, thinking I'm doing the well, right you, thing. And you just... probably figured it out. You cracked the code with that one. So he probably wasn't being a dick. He just wanted more yeah. barriers in front of his place. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. It's I affecting other people. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. 
But so, it's he me, was still a kind of a dick of the week for me. So <laughs> I mean, I like it. Multiple dicks of the, the week. Yeah, yeah, all those shopping carts. Three, yeah, three sons came out, and there I am, four of them standing there, and I'm like, uh, I kind of just stroll back home and <laughs> the hell with the shopping carts. I'm going with still with drivers. The drive. Oh, so you got a different I, one. Okay, so drivers. You're gonna do the one. I thought you could only pick one. There was yeah. semis. There was semis almost running me off the road this morning and on the way here. It's like, remember back in the day, semis Shoot. were pretty. You look so much like your father when I'm looking at the screen. <laughs> Honest to God. Really. Semis back Uncanny. in the day were pretty good drivers, right? They'd stay in the right lane until they had to pass. Now they don't give a crap where they go. They're everywhere. And I'm like looking at them. They're just like, get out of the way. You're supposed to drive in the right lane unless you're passing. That's the passing right, the, lane. Passing yeah, lane the, is the left the lane. Drivers. The fast lane, left lane. Get over when yeah. you have space to get over. Leave it like that. And I just don't think people know how to drive anymore. They don't. And you know what? If I always tell people, like, if people want to drive fast, then let them drive fast. Like, get out of their way. They can zoom by you. And then what do you care? If what do you care if they want to drive faster yeah. than you do? That's where yeah. I'm at, too, because I've been through the road rage thing. And uh -huh. I've had guns pulled out on me. I'm paying everyone with my son in the car. Just because, like, I shoved somebody off, like, get away from me, you know, whatever. And they followed me right to the Randy's bar. He gets out. He's got a gun in his waistband. I got my 13-year-old son there. And he said, what did you say? I said, no, I was talking to the car over there. No, I didn't say no. I mean, yeah, I ain't certain trouble. That's just crazy. Right. Right, you know? I got a gun sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God. And this was 15 years ago. It's crazy. Yeah, it's been like that for a long time now, man. How just, about uh, when you're in the left? Somebody's in the left lane, you're in the right lane, or you're behind them, and you're like, okay, if you're not going to drive fast, I'll just go around you. And then you go around them. They're doing like 55. You go around, Then they speed up to like yeah, 70. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> okay, so you don't want to let me by. Just and then they'll pull go in slow. Front of you want to go slow. Right. I'll go around you or move over. So I get in front of them now and I that know I become a dick because I turn on my right blinker. Yeah, and say, boom, and I move over. get to the left and turn on your right blinker and I tap my brakes twice. Brake tap them? So someone's, like, someone's doing a podcast right now. They're talking about you. That's the I was just driving here and this guy <laughs> this pulls dude, in front of me. Puts big rugged blinker, looking fella. <laughs> brake taps me. Yeah. The nerve of this guy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but uh, Jimmy, thank you for coming on. You got anything more you want to say? Uh, I just like to give a little sh shout out. Hopefully she'll hear it. We have a friend that's uh, she's not doing real well. And uh, my first girlfriend from St. Paul Hard and Shelly. Oh, I just love you. And if you're hearing me, I pray. And then, then I know I will see you someday. God bless. Thank you. Well, that's yeah, she's an amazing person, but. Everyone, thanks for listening. We can be heard on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and other platforms where you get your podcast. Please like and subscribe and tell a friend about us. Last of all, just like I learned growing up on the east side, work hard. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Tell it like it is. Help your neighbors. Try to contribute in a positive way. Smile, laugh, be a good person. And most of all, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs>